0: Ocean
1: FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lachie Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps, and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. We have done it. It's just fabulous to see Maloney up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's, it's like family, you want to get back out on the field, it's just uh, it's, it's in your blood I suppose. And
0: you just want to get out there now and get the games going again.
2: Brian Murray, Thank you. let
1: me shake hands with you, you come in here hobbling. how are you feeling now? Oh I'm alright,
0: I'm alright, I'll tell you what a couple of pints won't do, I'll tell you, you
1: know. He gets a bit behind it, he launches it in, it's over the bar, the wee man from Chipshire!
3: Yes, welcome to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Paddy Miguel here, coming from Park Esler in Newry. A tough and bleak day for Donegal football. Pretty much reflecting what's been going on both on and off the pitch over the past couple of months. It finished down two goals and 13 points. Donegal, one goal and 11 points. On this weekend's edition of the show, we hear from a former Derry player and former Kilku coach and manager, Conlith Gilligan. Before that, we hear from former Donegal player in 1992, Manus Boyle, who is with me today on CoCom with Ocean FM. But first, it's former Tyrone player. Kyle Coney was on duty today for RTE I put it to Kyle about what a depressing day it was for Donegal
1: That outcome is, you know, it, it has been you know, a disastrous season at, at the minute, you know, I know Donegal probably going to pot 3 or pot 4 but when you look at their league campaign and then look at the first round of the championship, it, it hasn't been ideal, far from ideal um, the, the way things have went for Donegal, look they started the game well, they, they I know Down gave up the ball for the first goal but they had another goal chance if it goes in it it maybe sets the tone a wee bit different going into half time but uh, I think tactically in the second half Conor Laverty got it spot on Um, he took everybody out of the full forward line everybody come out past the 45 and I think that they they backed themselves to have the legs on on Donegal hitting them on the counter and that's what they done they were winning uh, a couple of free kicks from Liam Kerr Ryan Johnson going forward won the penalty and it, it just, it just played into to Down's hands the way the, the way the second half, obviously with a wee slight breeze as well. But you know, Donegal a lot of soul searching to do for the next four or five weeks. Soul searching, probably. And you're a brilliant analyst, but that's
3: probably the understatement of the millennium. I mean, can you really believe it's not even about the game today? Can you believe how far Donegal have regressed in one year? I mean, we're not talking about an empire crumbling over a couple of years. This is
1: one year. It's I, I know we had... Or two, three years, whatever. We, we had, you know, them early part of 2010, maybe the 2013, 2014. Donegal seemed to be Tyrone's stick and blaster. We just couldn't get over him. But you knew what you expected when you, when you went out against that Donegal side. Number one, you were going to get hit. Number two, you had... Plenty of runners from deep, and number three was you had Michael Murphy. I know that's not the case anymore, but things have to move on. This Donegal side at the moment, uh, when I watch them play, everybody can see how another team sets up. I, I do not get or do not see what Donegal do from an attacking point of view. it's Jimmy Brennan or it's Michael Langan trying to break a line of speed and then just fist it to the next person? There's no attacking structure. I looked up one time and had five players inside, and including uh, it was. Steve McManaman and yeah, yeah. fall forward that's not how you set up that, you know you have to have a, if you're going to win an Ulster Championship or even win an Ulster Championship match you can't set up like that yeah and that's down to management I mean
3: but again people are wondering well today is an isolated moment they'll say "Oh, well, today's is an isolated moment. it's about the you know it's about the Donegal team today but it's just the constant malaise manace that's been going on in Donegal in the past couple of years and I'm, I'm often getting messages saying how are they connected of course they're connected we wouldn't have as many players that walked away from the whole setup of things have been done right off the pitch over the past year and you know I heard Martin McHugh saying I think we're at the stage and sorry to dive straight into this now we're at the stage we need to start almost start thinking about next year again because like let's go through it right Michael Murphy walked away I don't know if to take him on his word but let's say a big management team had to come in last year Murphy may have changed his mind there we don't know okay but I'm, I'm just I know that's speculation Ryan McHugh likely wasn't you know wouldn't leave I've absolutely no. I would never criticise a player I say fair play to anybody that wears the green and gold and they're all entitled to do what they want to do but you've okay Paddy McBready's injured the two O'Donnells Niall and, Sh- and Shane O'Donnell okay Patter Mogan's injured Newman, there's, there's a couple here I'm leaving out and a couple of more injuries but the whole county needs to come together and what's been happening now okay we've had a review and you know fair play the masters in milford they put in you know the vote no confidence and all that stuff happened but just in the past eight months off the pitch and now it's on the pitch and the whole thing is just a mess at the moment and we're, i can hear other former Tony gall greats here you know ranting about this as well but we're Tony gall people i mean Tony gall no offense to down they're a proud county they've won more than us but Donegal gall should be coming to down winning like <laughs> yeah, whole thing's connected sorry total aim and dumpy around
2: there but you know what I'm trying to say yeah and it, it, it's funny that when Kyle says that um, you know when you played Donegal between 10 and 14 15 you knew what you were going to get um, and I think it's after that you know we geared into different ways of playing without actually putting a structure behind that um, I don't think the players to be fair to them have an idea what's expected of them going out off the pitch Um it's evident in most of the games we cover a lot of games Paddy it's evident that it's only the gifts of the players the special players that have brought us through games maybe a, a Paddy McBrady maybe a, a Michael Murphy in the past have have papered over the cracks that have been there for a couple of years individual um, talent you know, I, over I, a choreographed uh, system absolutely and and I mean now the way the game is you have to have a system whether we like it or whether we don't I mean You know, Conor Laverty set up for the first half, so he would have a lot of energy for the second half. He changed a few players to come on. I mean, Daniel McGuinness was exceptional throughout the game. Small lad coming from the middle of the field, bursting through the Donegal, and we couldn't answer his pace. Liam Kerr from wing half, he destroyed us, along with that triangle of Ryan Johnson and Donna McGillan they just destroyed us in the second half down this left hand side and it was all quick you knew that they worked on it for a long time and they had runners they weren't taking anything out of the ball it was just straight to hand move at pace and move at angles Donegal didn't do that they're waiting for Michael Langan to do something special they're waiting on on Ossian Gallon to do that and that's just irrespective of the criticism that we can aim at those that have maybe caused a bit of this but that's just a lack of proper coaching structure within the county and that's been evident for years and we've talked about it for years and and it's coming back to haunt us now. But
3: Manus, the best players in Donegal are not involved in Donegal and let's be honest, Manus, we need, we're losing coaches to other counties, Manus, and I'm not I'm, knives are not here out for managers but I'm just making the point you need some people on the line within the county as well I have no problem with outside managers I don't think anybody has see Martin McHugh there went to Cavan he won he won an championship of Cavan John O'Mahony you know went to Galway went to Leithrom he was very successful but he had people within the county around him you do need that man as well but you just need it for the nuts and bolts of club
2: and you're seeing who's good you know what I mean well I mean the people that are from the county understand the values of the county they understand the people themselves they understand what's right and what's wrong within their own county and the dynamic that works where an outside person needs that advice on certain occasions and just, I, I I wouldn't doubt that uh, Edna O'Rourke and Paddy Bradley have done their very best here but maybe with the proper infrastructure in place beside those two gentlemen that Donegal might uh, come up here and have a better opportunity but today that wasn't the case you know for the, for the past the players that have, have decided it's time's up that's their decision wouldn't even comment about it they've done their bit you know, if they decide next year that here we'll have another go, so be it, I'll back them 100%. But when they walk away, that, to me, that's, that's, I'm fully behind their, their, their commitment to do that. But do we start preparing for next year? If we don't, w- you know, we'd be gone for maybe 20 years. If we don't, And uh, we have to start, we have to start at the bottom up as well as the top down. That's the only way it works.
3: Yeah, because things can change very quick. The other way as well, final one, Kyle, Donegal, uh, it's a Donegal podcast, we so are probably wondering, the odd down listener going, well, you're not talking about us lads, we're brilliant, well done down, all that kind of stuff. Gall now out again in four weeks' time, but let's be honest, sir. Donegal are not going to do anything now in the Maguire race. It's going to be seed three, four, whatever it is, and it's just going to be Ironically, you're rather the old system. where you just play mm-hmm. now, and if you win or lose, but uh, it's, there'll be no picking Donegal up for me I mean, they Listed all those players now. Michael Langen looks like hamstring injury as well. So it's
1: he looked. He did. He took a free kick to, down bef- in front of us here in the first half, and he, he looked to be carrying the leg. Even there was no follow through with the free kick. So um, probably maybe he shouldn't have been on the pitch. Never mind taking free, free kicks. But uh, when you look at it and. 3 or 4 weeks time it's Manus has rightly said it Donegal have got to start preparing for for next year you know you've got to go out there do whatever it takes to put the right process and the right manager in place possibly get one or two boys back on on the panel again because a lot of talent five or six yeah well <laughs> we're we're talking about a lot of players that's not there as to oppose the players that is there and that's that's probably a big part of the problem within Donegal like uh, one player that, that um, Oren McNeilis you know I, I love watching him when he's playing with Donegal An- another player that we could add into that five or six so you know gotta go back start putting that process start putting the foundations in place for next year because Donegal are not as bad as they're shown over the last seven league games and one championship that that's fact because you don't become a bad player overnight and just the current structure, the current way things are set up, it's not giving these Donegal players the right platform to excel. You know, we know Michael Murphy was the kingpin, but the rest of these players, I know been involved in Tyrone, we stopped Michael Murphy, that was a big part of our game plan, but you had Jimmy Brennan tore us apart on a number of occasions. You know, we can mention obviously Ryan McHugh, Patty McBearty, you know, Michael Langan, those players don't become bad players overnight. That's where Donegal need to go now. Put the foundations in place for 2024 because I think being realistic 2023 20, could be short. Yeah,
3: certainly could. One thing's not short, lads, your two analysis, so thanks very much. Manus Boyley join me on Cold Commentary, Ireland winner with Donegal in 2012. And Kyle Coney was in duty today for RTE. Thanks very much, lads. Thank you. Thanks. Paddy. Okay, a man that would know down football quite well, former Derry player Conleth Gilligan. Why would he know down football well? Because he was coach of Kilcoo and they won the All Ireland club title. Of course, at manager of Kilcoo last year as well. And if you're wondering, I'm out of breath. We just both ran up the steps there. You're even out of breath, Conlith, which is a bit of a bit of a surprise. And you're a good friend here of the Donegal GA podcast because I
0: don't have many friends left. What did you make of it? Give me a chance to catch me breath here. Yeah, look, I think Donegal will be very disappointed. You know, they were dominant in the first half in terms of possession, in terms of the number of shots at goal, but. The glaring thing at half-time was at a 35% shot-to-score ratio, which isn't the sort of stat that suggests anybody's going to win a match. Much better, to be fair, in the second half. You know, they get six points on the bounce, and it looked like they were really in the game, but it probably was their inability from the 63rd minute onwards to register a single score that did cost them, because after that, you know, Down were able to play it in their own terms, and I thought... Probably for anybody watching the game on TV, they wouldn't appreciate how tricky the breeze was. It looked like a lovely, bright, still day, but there's was a really tricky, swirly breeze, and, and Donegal probably were kicking into it in the second half.
3: Can you, just an overview first, to just survey the whole thing. I asked Kyle Coney this a couple of minutes ago as well. Can you believe how far Donegal have gone back over the past year, two years? I used the word regressed with... With Kyle, like, just with everything going off, off off the pitch and on the pitch, because for years you've been coming on the podcast. You're very good to do so, and you're not the only one. There's so many gales like yourself in Ulster
0: that would say for the past three, four years, don't you go off the best players in Ulster? Don't you go off the yeah. best players in Ulster? you know,
3: like, it's, it's, you know it's you're
0: absolutely bang on, and every year. Like I suppose in the last number, even last year, like I tipped on a goal to win Ulster. And on paper, you're looking at the players individually, and you're thinking, you know, they're definitely better than anywhere else. Today it was a wee bit different. You know, when you look at the number of players missing, you know, McFadden, Furry, Ryan, McHugh, Neil, McGee, Michael Murphy, McBurty, Nell O'Donnell, you know, Potter, Manga, and it goes on. Like that's anywhere between seven and ten of your starters. You know, last year now, granted McGee and and obviously Murphy are gone, but it's still a huge drain of players. You're having to bring in players that may not having a huge amount of, of championship experience. And when you look at Michael Langan having to go off injured, you know, Oisin Ghalin not fit to start, you know, it, it's not a Donegal team that would be instantly recognisable from, you know, the team that took place, took part here in 21, that won by 15 points. And that's a huge turnaround in two years for Donegal. Could
3: you see a game plan that Donegal were trying
0: to execute? Maness Kyle said they struggled to see any pattern yeah, like but it's hard. Like it's it's I suppose it's it's easy to sit up here and say there was no pattern and there was no system. The game dictates sometimes that's not there, you know, down um, probably if they had lost this game, we would have been in the same conversation. What really were they trying to do? You know, they were getting players ahead of the ball, but when they they coughed it up, like for me, the big turning point was that goal chance. You know, neil Cain saved it. You know, on the 27th minute, you know, Donny Gall scored that. They go three points ahead, approaching half time. The game has a very different complexity. So I think we're always looking at the game through the lens of of who won and who lost. Um, uh, so. Like, not everything was a complete disaster for Donegal. You know, that as many shots, but just their... The opportunity to score was always fallen till, till a Caelan Ward, you know, till a, till a man that you didn't always want on the, on the shot. And, and like, when you look at it, you know, there was nobody put up big scores. You know, I thought Darrow Whale, you know, battled really hard, but they probably lacked the wee bit of invention, the wee bit of creativity that the likes of MQ would bring today, because when they did get round the 45, it was moved left to right, and but there was no real cut, no real decision. You know, you'd expect own Ban-Gallagher, Potter to break the lines. They didn't have him today and Van gallagher probably had to spend too much time defending.
3: The helicopter view of it all, OK? The game is the game. Donegal lose. We've already kind of went through it a little bit, but you've played, you've coached, you managed, OK? You're from Derry. Can, is there a connection? There is for me. I don't know about you. You know a lot more about this stuff than I do. Is there a connection between... I think there is a connection between off the field and on the field. I think it's glaringly obvious. But for you, looking from the outside, is there in Donegal? And a question, can you have success on the field if there's so much mess and it's a shambles off the field? At admin board level or whatever it is. For example, Derry have finally got their house in order, is it fair to say, off the field for on the field? And at the moment, I'm getting the feeling... Look, I think Armagh beat down. But I'm getting the feeling... I mean, you, look, you know Kilcoo, I know this is a long-winded question, but eight Kilcoo lads may be involved today, roughly yeah, around that, yeah. whatever it is, seven, eight, nine. It looks like they've finally got their house in order. Well, they're starting to get their house yeah, in order. Look, I, well, I
0: think, I, I think, know, there's probably ten questions in that. Like when you, when, I suppose for me and, and for everybody you look at, well, people will always say, what's wrong with Donegal? And everybody's looking for one answer that encompasses everything. That's never the case There could be a hundred things wrong, you know, and it's always small things. It's all fixable things, but it's things that can only be fixed internally. And sometimes when things aren't going well on the pitch, you look for outside factors to try and fix it. But that doesn't always come and vice versa. Look, I think Donegal still have good players. You know, the the debacle will say, you know, the length of time it took to get a manager, then the manager stepping down till we got to here today. There was nothing really that was suggesting that there was any fluidity, there was any chemistry, there was any cohesion. It just looked like individuals doing individual things. I mean, and today's performance were similar. You know, you look at it, you know, Caelan, Cael, or was done very well, you know, but outside of that, you know, Curran battled hard, McCole, and Ward, but there probably wasn't three or four or five or six or seven performances. They were all on the down team. So I think it's very similar. There's never really one problem it could be a hundred small things and look and the thing is that it's played out in such a public glare hasn't been useful to anybody internally or externally and coming down here today Donegal probably needed the win more than down actually which sounds strange but look to give hope the Donegal team are still only one win away from things being better whether it's short term or long term doesn't matter you know they're into a group if they can win a game all of a sudden they're into a knockout but it's going to be a very difficult three, four-week period until they get there. And it's very hard to see how you get the momentum shift. You know, the Donegal team look low on energy. And again, that comes when you're chasing the game. So when they look back at this game, they could have been four or five points up at half-time and it was very different. But they're all if, ifs, buts and maybes. Last one, Conlet, because I know you were with
3: Hussien Langan today for BBC, uh, doing a brilliant commentary there. And I know, look, you're very busy. The fall can happen really quickly, OK? in anything remember reading a book about the rise and fall of Italian football but it took a little bit longer okay but the fall can happen quickly um, can it be fixed quickly though I heard, I've heard a couple of different themes already Martin McHugh saying we need to already start planning for next year Manus Boyle said something similar but everybody's rock bottom's different is that fair to say? People yeah, say, Donegal's have rock bottom, but rock bottom, I suppose theoretically, is Division 4, yeah. playing Talton Cup, or can Donegal with their players, is rock bottom for them, d- Division
0: 2? Yeah, two? Well, I think Donegal have had a, a real rich vein in the last decade or more. You know, they've always been Ulster final, they've always been at the top end of leagues, you know, Bally Buffet has been a fortress, and, and obviously over the last while, maybe that hasn't been the case. But like, everything is always a disaster, to just before the moment it's not. You know, and that's the key to it. But, something has to change and it has to change internally. You know, whether it's player-led, which I feel in this case, it definitely has to be because, you know, the Roscommon game I was expecting a bounce. It didn't happen. I kind of was expecting a bounce today because this is the first championship match this year where the higher league division hasn't made a significant difference. If you look at Fermanagh Derry, if you look at Kavanaugh Armagh, the team that have been playing at the higher division has always had that difference in physicality, fitness, game plan, execution. Today is the first day that probably that hasn't happened. But they're small fixes. If, If that goal goes in in the first half, it's a different game. So I think... It's not a complete disaster. I think there is things to work with. They have good players there. You need Oisín Gallon fit. You need Michael Langan fit. Those two players come into that forward line. Things look very differently because they didn't have that go-to player. You're looking for, well, who's going to score 1-6 or 1-7? In years gone by, Donegal have been blessed with Paddy McBrady. They've been blessed with Michael Murphy. And and for one reason or another, those players aren't there. So I, I feel probably Donegal people are looking back through a... Roost into the lens of the way it used to be this is the new reality and what you need now is kieran thompson kicking you three or four you know a kicking three mcfadden getting a couple jimmy brandy getting a couple but when you look at that forward line just far too many of them including the subs coming on didn't score today didn't have a huge impact and that's probably the difference in why they didn't win that game Conleth Gilligan, as ever, a friend of the Donegal
3: GAA podcast. I know, as I said, you were really busy today on commentary, Judy. Thank you so much for joining me here on another depressing Donegal GAA podcast. Thanks, Polly. Okay, that's it for the Sunday edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. Donegal bow out of Ulster. They are still, however, in the race for the Sam Maguire in four weeks time. We will have four groups of four but the certain placings haven't actually been fully decided yet so Donegal's next match will be around the 20th or 21st of May big shout out to you our loyal listeners who tune in in your big big numbers every week bye for now stay safe and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks
0: Ocean Ocean
1: Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Loughy Road, Donegal Town Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators Samson and Daikon, air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs and sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast